Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Eruvian Daft's Kuf Bet Amud Aleph. Mishnah Yud Aleph of this, the tenth parak. Neger Hanigrar. This is a bolt for a door which drags. Noalin Baba Mikdash. And here we enter the area that I promised at the beginning of the parak about the issue of Shvut Pamikdash. Ain Shvut Pamikdash. And therefore we're allowed to use this in the Mikdash. But not outside of the Mikdash. And the reason is because it is a Shvut, has an extension of Binyan. Vamunach, but if it's something that's not at all connected, it's sitting separately on the ground, you can't use it anywhere. As a lock. Rabbi Yudo Omer, he has the, a more liberal position. Hamunach, Mutab Mikdash. If it's on the ground, then you cannot use it elsewhere, but the mikdash, but something that's connected, you can use anywhere, even outside of the mikdash. They're taking the position of Chachamim. <coughs> the Negra Nigrar is only usable in the Mikdash. How do we define that? As long as it's tied onto the wall or the door and it's hanging. And one end touches the ground. Have you no from Dinah Mutar? That you could even do anywhere. What's the kind that can only be used in the Mikdash? It's not connected at all, not hanging from Tomani Khabakarans of it. You take it out and you put it in a corner, exactly like our Mishnah has. We rule like Rabbi Yudah when it comes to the kind that is hanging, which is you can use it anywhere. But it has to be hanging from the door. He came to Rava's town. He saw one that was hanging from the door doorway, from the the post on the side for the Marluvaliti, and he didn't say anything as if you shouldn't use it. The answer is If in the previous sukya we saw that if the door bolt is connected so strong that you can manipulate it with the rope, then it's really not bone at all, and it's okay even in that case. Came to Shmuel's town. He saw that a guy was tying the bolt with some reed, something very, very thin. Said that door should not be closed. Don't use it for that door. Nikmaz means a bolt that you push and it goes into the ground. It's connected to the door and into the ground. What is he asking? If it's the kind of thing that comes off totally, you can't use it. It goes into the ground. Here takes a more stringent position. says even Nikmaz is not okay. And here Shmuel ruled, like Rabbi Huda in that case. And by the way, this is an idea. <coughs> this is uh, this is Shmuel's ruling that we rule like Rabbi Yehuda It's just like Shmuel ruled that we rule like Rabbi Yehuda benikmaz. Lekula here lechomra. Matamamai. What's the reason? Rabbi Mishum the Maxi Kabonet looks like bonet when you're sticking it into the ground, it's like you're nailing something down. So he asked him, "Asalobet yad mahu." What if it, you put a handle on it? I'm like buch Now it looks like a hammer. Hammer is a kli. You can use a kli just as long as it doesn't look like bonet. Mutar, and so we have this member. He said, "If you have a handle, it's okay." There was a uh, a board that was in Rabbi Pedat's house that took ten guys to put it and use it to to prop up a door and keep it from cl- uh, opening. 
He didn't say anything to them. It's a clee, even though it takes a lot of guys to pick it up, they're using it as a clee. It's not bonet. <clears throat> so there was a uh, like a grinder that held a huge amount of it was a very big it held a huge amount of uh, of wheat. Uh, he said you could use that to prop up and keep the door closed. That's a cleat. Okay, so he asked him, You told us some really marvelous things about staves on a boat. The staves are the round sticks of wood. So what what were those good things? He said, Those staves, if there's a tefach of movement on top, of, 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 of circular on top, or if they don't have a tefach, but they are within three tefachim of each other. You could take a mat the next morning, Shabbat morning, and throw it over that, even though you seem to be making an ohel, my tama, because most of all ohel are All you're doing is adding to a temporary ohel. Okay, honey dichri, there was some rams, in the day they needed shade, at night they needed air. So they didn't want to put a big cover over them, it would keep the area suffocated. I'll take a to Rav. Um, they came to Rav. He came to Rav. So set up little uh, pegs. And put some material on it. And put a tefach out. Tomorrow you can, on Shabbat day, you can unfurl it. Because you're only being mostly followed. Rav So now he quoted his uncle. You can set up a curtain and take it down on Shabbat. Because straight up. Kilat Chatanim. Kilat Chatanim is a canopy over a marital bed that was really like a pup tent, meaning it's uh, it doesn't have a roof on it. That's only if there isn't a tefach of roof on top, flat. If there is, that's bonet. And by the way, even if it comes to a perfect slope on top, if below that, within three tefachim, it opens up to a tefach horizontal, then it's no good. It also cannot have a slope of a tefach. <coughs> then we regard it like the OL, and therefore you're making an OL by putting it up. So we have the case of the, of the, uh, of the hat. It's kind of a hat with a stiff brim. We have a bright uh, that says Zasur, but he said it's Mutar. So Lokasha had So one way of answering is that if the te- if the brim itself is a tefach horizontal, that's putting it on is bonet. And if it's not, then it's Mutar. So So if you have a, a hood over your head and you stretch it out for tefach, it's Asur. If it's tight on your head, it's okay. If it's loose, it's no good because it may blow off and you'll chase it and carry it in Rishut Rabim. So it's a different consideration than Bonet. Okay, next Mishnah. If the lower pin of a door comes out in the Mikdash, you could put it back. Not outside of the Mikdash. The upper one, Asur, is Asur in both places. And Rabbi Yudah again moves it one notch more. Lakula, Rabbi Yudah Omer Hadiyom Mikdash Tachtona Tachton Bamedina. The upper one you could do even in the Mikdash, the lower one you could do anywhere. Tanu Rabbanan Sir Delat Shidat Eval Migdal. So the pin of a door that is on a cabinet, 
Mikdash muchzmachzirin, you can put it back in the Mikdash. But Medina dochkin, outside of the Mikdash, you could shove it in, but you can't put it back properly. The upper one you can't do at all. Because you might hammer it in. By the way, if you did hammer it in, you'd be chayav for bonet. But if you have something that's like an excavation or a bunker, you can't put it back. That's already chayav for bonet, even without a hammer. Okay, next Mishnah. You have a, a bandage with a salve on it. You could put it back, if it fell off the wound, you could put it back if you're in the Mikdash. But to put it on in the first place, you can't do anywhere. Okay, Tan Rabbanan. Let's say you have a, a, a bandage fell off the wound. You can put it back. If it fell down, push it up. Moderate slept up, toch kalamata, you push it down. Umagale mikzatiritiyamakaneach piyamakai, you can uncover part of the bandage and clean out the wound. Then uncover the other part. But you can't clean off the ritiyam neshumamareach, because that's mamareach smoothing out the salve that's on it. And by the way, you'd be chayav for doing that. We rule like Rabbi Yudah again. Rabbi Shmuel throughout this seems to rule like Rabbi Yudah, at least in some of his rulings in each case. That's only if you put it down on a clear, put it down on the ground, so according to this version, Rabbi said that when Shmuel said we rule like Rabbi Yudah, that's only if you put it down on a clear, but if you put it down on the ground, that it's kind of like you're starting a fresh ritiyat. I was in front of my father. That's Ravashi. It fell onto his bed. They put it back. So I said to him, that's all. If you put it down on cleave, it fell down like on the ground. He said, I didn't hear that. Meaning, I don't hold that way. Meaning, if it's on the ground, I can still pick it up and put it back if I'm allowed to return it. <coughs> in other words, we don't equate picking it up from the ground and putting it on as with a starting a fresh one. Let's say one of the Levim has his instrument and the string breaks. We can tie it. You can't tie a string on an instrument outside of the Mikdash. But to, to string an instrument, you can't do it even in the Mikdash. Or Minu, here's the challenge. If you have a liar that the string broke, he wouldn't tie it, he would bow it. I'm, what kind of music you're going to get from that? Unclear. So, Lokasha, Harabanan, Vaharabeliezer. Why? Remember, Abeliezer in the 19th parak of Shabbat and many other places said, That's why you can chop down a tree to make wood for, uh, for, uh, fire to prepare the clay for Brit Milat. Or to carry the, the knife. That's Abeliezer. So therefore, he said, according to him, you could tie it, which means tying, which is an absolute amalacha. Nonetheless, you could do for machshir mitzvah, which is the levim singing. The rabbanan damri ein dochin. The rabbanan who said it's not docheh, so onvad you can only bow it because that's not a full malacha according to rabbanan. By the way, according to Yehuda, it would be. Now, So then, why does Rabbi Yehuda say that it's only if it broke? Why not even the chachila? It's Rabbi Yehuda versus rabbanan. Now, it's Rabbi Yehuda, I'll leave it in within whose position about Mechshir Mitzvah? I'll leave it over Eliezer, Kamar, for the Chathchil Anami. So Rabbi Yehuda should say, Lechathchil, you could do it, even though Rabbi Yehuda holds a bow, is a Malachah Doraita. Remember Rabbi Yehuda from the 15th parak of Shabbat. 
Alokash Rabbi Shimon HaRabbanan. It's Rabbi Shimon versus Rabbanan. And now, this is surprising, because not Rabbi Shimon Lakula. So Tanakama says, you tie it if the Levi had the string break. Rabbi Shimon Omer Onva. No, you only bow it. Rabbi Shimon Omer He said, that's not going to do anything. You're not going to make all the music, music from that. You pull it down and tie it up on top, wrap it around on top. Do the opposite. In other words, you you use whatever's left of the string and move that into position to be the full string. The other way to answer is So when do we say you bow it? That's when it's at the edge of the instrument. You could tie it as a bow around. If it's in the middle of the of the hole, then of course you have to tie it. It could be in both cases in the middle, and that one opinion, the opinion says that you can only bow it, would say that there is a gzera that you we because of the of what happens when it's at the end, and uh, the other one say there is no such gzera. Okay, next mishnah. You can cut off a wart. Now the reason the wart is because both on an animal and a kohen it would be a mum over. So he got rid of it, he could do the Avodah, and you could bring the Korban. You can't do that on Shabbat. But if you use a Kli to do it, and here Rabbi Yehud is silent, he agrees. Okay, Ermina, watch this challenge. Um, this is in the Mishnah of Elu Dvarim, in the sixth parak of Psachim. Uh, in the first Mishnah, it says, the Shechita, etc., is Doche Shabbat, Shechat Adam. But not carrying it or bring it mihutz tachum chatichat yabalto or cutting off a yabelet, a wart on the um, <coughs> on the pesach ain dochin. Rabbi Yehuda says dochin. Rabbi Yehuda says you doche Shabbat for all those things, meaning to carry it or to bring it out mihutz tachum. Now. What are Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim disagreeing about in that particular mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Chanina. Chanamar, so we're not sure who said what, although we're going to try to nail that down later on. Chanamar, hava habalacha. Our Mishnah, which allowed you, and this Mishnah, which does not allow you, according to Rabbanan, uh, are both talking about moist warts. Velokasha, kan biyad, kan bikli. Our Mishnah, which allows it, is to do it with your hand. The Mishnah in Psachim is referring to doing it with a knife or something. Chanamar, the other one of the two, said, hava habiyad. Both our Mishnah and that Mishnah are talking about doing it with a hand. And with a clear, everybody would agree it's a server. If it's moist, you can't do it. Our Mishnah is talking about a dry one. Now, let's see why they don't like each other's positions. According to the first position that distinguished and said, the Mishnah is biyad. Why didn't he like the other split? His answer would be, because if it's dry, everybody would agree you could do it even if it's with a clay. It's just brittle and breaks away. The one who took the position that, that, that both of them are bayad and moist versus dry. Why didn't he say? Why didn't he take the other position? Because because we already have a mishnah that says Our mishnah in psachim says a kli is already asur. So therefore, the other part of the mishnah has to be bayad. So bayad and one's moist, one's dry. What's the they come back to that? And again, we don't know which of Rabbalazar or Yosef Hanina is speaking here. The reason that we had the kli in uh, in the the with the mention in Psachim is because we had to highlight the machlokat Rabbi Yosef and Rabbanan. 
V'iyach, the response to that is, but you got to remember that the Mishnah in Psachim has to be Bayad. Why? Because the three things that are looped together are carrying it, bring it, which are both Durabanan, uh, we'll see why, and therefore the Yabel has to be Durabanan, has to be Bayad. V'idach, his answer is no, maybe carrying it is a Malacha Doraita. Yes, Rabbi Natan, Damar Hachai no smoke. <coughs> Remember Rabbi Natan's position, if you carry a person or an animal, you're not Chayav. Well, if we don't accept that, then you are Chayav, and therefore this is a Doraita. And so therefore maybe the Yabelot is also Doraita. So Meitu Rabbi Yosef, he challenged this whole thing. Amr Rabbi Yosef, Kavachomer, Ma'ashchita, the next Mishnah in Psachim, which is These three things that are shvut. So it's a slam dunk that that uh, the Mishnah is taking the position of Rabinata and that carrying an animal is not a chiyuv, that it's not like Rabbi Kiva Batchum, and that the Abelid is Bayad. So both cases are Bayad. Our Mishnah is talking about, our Mishnah Yeruvin is talking about cutting it off in the Mikdash. They didn't just allow Shvut related to the Mikdash, it's only in the Mikdash. Shvut to Mikdash Pemidina, but doing something related to the Mikdash, but outside, like cutting off the abelot of the Pesach before you bring it up. Loitiru. So Yatir Rabbi Kamalashmata, I repeated this teaching of Rabbi Yosef, Eitra Absafra Labai, so Absafra turned to and said, Wait a second. We had earlier in our parakel. You roll it back to yourself to spare the uh, the indignity towards the kitvei uh, kodesh. That's not in the mikdash, and we're allowing a shvut. It's a shvut related to the mikdash or kodesh outside of the mikdash. We don't make the zera that it might fall out and you fall from you, and you're going to go carry it. It was we relax the shvut. But wait a second, Abai answered, Lo kimna ba'aspuka, Carmelite? We already said, Abai's take was that that was a case when his kupa was a Carmelite. Should I have a should I have in front of you? The kemen di igado biado, since you're holding on to the main part of the scroll, for the shvut amileka, there is no shvut here even. Alright, so that protected Rav Yosef's take. Eitave, but now we have a challenge from the end of the first parak in Shabbat. You're not allowed to put food into a tanur right before Shabbat starts, but you're allowed because we're afraid that you're going to stoke the coals, but you could put the Pesach in Im Now, that is outside of the Mikdash, that's in the Rishalayim, outside of the Mikdash. Pahacha, the Shvut to Mikdash from Dinas, it's a Shvut related to the Mikdash, outside of the Mikdash. We don't make the gzera that make about normal food that you might stoke the coals. So ishtik, Abai had no answer. Yosef. So he came to Rav Yosef. This is what Rav Safra challenged your teaching. Why didn't you give him the answer, Abaye? We say in Shabbat, the reason that the uh, Korban Pesach can be put in right at the last minute is because the Bnei Chabur are careful and they remind each other not to stoke the coals. Rabbi says, fundamentally, is an extension of a principle that we have, which is why we can start the fire or the bonfire in the Azara for the Kohanim in the winter. We can start it right before Shabbat because the Kohanim are careful. They're not going to, uh, to get, make the fire bigger <coughs> on Shabbat. But he said, we don't extend that to Bnei Chavura, regular Jews who come to do the Korban Pesach. All right. 
So Rav Amar Rebeliezer he, he says, you know what, the author of the, our Mishnah, our Mishnah is Rebeliezer. Why? And he's going to go in a very different direction and say the Yabelot in our Mishnah is not about a Shvut, it's about a real Malacha. Rebeliezer says, for Machshir Mitzvah, we're Doche Shabbat, even a Malacha Doraita. This coin has to do Avoda, he's got a Mumover, so we've got to uh, deal with it. But we know that he, um, but we know that he says that you do it, you want to do it in a slightly different way. So that's why he would say Bayad. So Mahi, how do we know that Rabbi says it's Doche, but you do it with Shinui? The Tanya, coin shall tell if you have a coin who got a wart, another coin comes and bites it off. Bishinavi and Mikliloi, you know, only allows it with a Klee, with a Shinaim and not a Klee. Chaviro in Ulo, and only another guy, not the same Kohen. So, Mani, who could this be? Ile Merabonon, if it's the Rabonon Mikdash, Kevan da Amrabonon be Alma Mishum Shvut, since the Rabonon said doing such a thing as a Shvut, regularly, Hachamali, Humali Chaviro, then why would I need the other guy to do it? Why can't I do it myself? Allah, Rabbeleazer, must be Rabbeleazer, Tamar, Ba'alma Chayav Chatat, Rabbeleazer's position, in Shabbat, as we know, is that if you, let's say, bite your own fingernails off with your teeth, or take your fingernails off with another fingernail, you're chayav chatat. So therefore, he wants it to be a different guy, so it's a shinui. Even though you're allowed to do it for machshir mitzvah, so the coin can do it, but we do it as differently as possible. So therefore, we'd say that it must be Rebbe Leezer's position, who says that it's full out docha, but do whatever you can to make it different. No, the Olam Rabbanon, forget about that, it's Rabbanon. The Alta so you're right, if the ward had shown up on his stomach, Achanami, he would cut it off himself. What happened is it came on his back or on his shoulder, so he can't get to it. His friend does it not because he's not allowed to, his friend does it because he can't get to it. If it's Rabbanon, so why doesn't he do it with a hand, the friend? And then we could learn that Rabbi Elazar is the one who said that Bayad is where the Machloket is. And, and that, that would then settle which of Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Elazar had to each take on the Mishnah. also wouldn't use the hand. So, hi, my, what story? If you agree, it's Rabbi Yezer. I understand why he said you can't use the Yad because you might come to use a Kli, and therefore use Shinaim. Use your teeth. If you think it's Rabbanan, use your hand, and they got nothing to worry about. So, it must be that that really is Rabbi Yezer, and supports Rabbi's contention that our Mishnah is authored by Rabbi Yezer. Okay, next Mishnah. Kohen Let's say a Kohen has a wound on his finger. Korech Aleha Gemi Bamikdash. So he takes a reed and could put it around it on the, the mikdash of alomam dina. Again, shvut ba mikdash, lo gazerinan. But im lo tzidam, if you're doing it to squeeze blood out, kan v'chan asur, that's asur in both places. Okay, I'm going to read the braid of Avichiyah. Hoshanu elagemi. That's only to put on a little reed. Avel tzutzul katan, a little bell, tavi yitur begadim. That's a prohibition of yitur begadim, having more begadim than the Torah commands. Rabbi Yochanan says, that's not Yutur B'gadim. Yutur B'gadim is only on your chest, on your legs, on your head, the place where the B'gadim go. There's no prohibition. So now, if that's the case, then you've got something on your hand which doesn't belong there. It's a chatzitza between your hand and the things that you're touching in the mikdash as a kohen. 
So the answer could be be small. Maybe you put it on your left hand. You put it on part of your hand. You're not using it for avodah, like your wrist or something. This is at, a, at odds with Rava. Why? Anything that's in the place where the begadim are supposed to be, even one string is a chatzitza between your skin and the begadim. If it's a place where you don't have begadim, and shalosh shalosh chatzitza is only if it's three tfachim, three atzpaot squared. Pachot mishalosh shalosh is the smallest possible begad we have in the world of tumah, and on chatzitza, that's not a chatzitza, so that tzitzul katan would not be a problem. Now, Ad Rabbi Yochanan, Vadai Pligu, Rabbi Rav is certainly at odds with Rabbi Yochanan. Ad Rabbi Yudab Rabbi Yochi, I mean, name of Pligu, does he disagree with the first position? So, Shani Tzatzol Katan, Nechashiv, Tzatzol Katan, even though it's smaller than three by three, is important enough that it takes on that Chashivut and might still be a problem. We have a different version of this. Amri la Amr Yudab Rabbi Yochi, Aloshanu Elagemi, it's only Gemi, Tzatzol Katan, Chotzeitz. Not that Tzatzol Katan is a problem with Yitur B'Gadim, it's a problem with Chatzitza. Rabbi Yochanan here seems to adopt Rabbi's position, which is a chatzitza can't be that small unless it's pamukom gadim. If it's not in a place where you normally wear gadim, then shalosh shalosh chotzot pachot mishalosh and chotzot, and the tzotzol katan is too small. That's exactly like Rava. The Mepliga Rabbi Yudah of Chia. So is Rava at odds with Rabbi Yudah Rader of Chia? The answer is again, shiny tzatzol katan chashiv. The little belt could be chashuv because of its importance. It could be like three by three. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, why they teach us about the gemi? Why don't they teach us a bigger chiddush, which is that tzatzol katan is okay? The answer is masi. They're teaching us that a reed can have some salvific powers and might be a good thing to put onto a wound. Okay, we'll pick it up in the next podcast with our final podcast in Masachat Erevin. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.